0: And welcome back to another episode of the Tooth or Dear okay. Podcast with Katrina, who's just it. gonna speak right over my introduction here. T- She's living her best <laughs> life. I'm living my best <laughs> life. We're just gonna cut to the chase right now because Katrina's just p- pushing back you some mucinics with her Sauvignon Blanc. She's not living guys, there was way too much hugging at ADHA this weekend. And this Ugh. is the result of it. My podcast co-host is hurting a because of, of a all human. of <laughs> hugging. I feel like no, your I, immune hold on. system
1: hold on. Let's, is just... Let's rewind it. No, no, let's rewind. This is the truth. And I'm only going to confess this on the podcast because you guys are seriously the only people that like really understand this. The lumber did not feel well last week. And I was like... I have an amazing immune system. I'm a dental hygienist. Like, obviously, like, I'm amazing. <laughs> and he was like, I don't feel well. And I was like, no, I'm going to come over and take care of you. And make so you I like, some you know, because oh, it was your first time
0: taking care of him sick. It was the
1: first time being the, yeah, with him being the, like sick and whatever. And also I wanted to see like, does he look gross when he's sick or whatever? He doesn't. He looks like he still is like freaking Adonis, you know, like when I look sick, like I'm like, <laughs> it's like, oh no, are you okay? Are you like, <laughs> did you just age like 72 years overnight? Because I like, I'm not cute at all, obviously, as you can tell right now. Um, but he just like looks like fabulous, just like slightly pale and like a little dewy. That's it. But otherwise, he like looks amazing. And so he was not feeling well. And I was like, Don't worry, I'm gonna take care of you. I've an he's like, stay away from me, like I'm sick. And I'm like, no, you have an amaz- I have an amazing immune system. You're fine, like whatever. So I stayed there and I took care of him. And then I started to like have an itchy throat and I was like, oh, well, I was like yelling over the music at ADHA. So like, obviously I'm going to have like a sore throat for like a day. Then it like continued to amplify. And I was like, oh, like I'm like really now I'm like getting the funk on the back of my throat and my lymph nodes or something, you know. And finally by like Sunday, I woke up and I was like, I feel like butthole, like this sucks. But even still, because of course the lumber is like, you're getting sick. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I just have allergies. Like, it's just like a weird, like, that's like, it's just no, weird. I'm not. Like, that's... I
0: just have, al- this is just my voice when I'm excited.
1: Literally, like, I had like one of those, like, do you ever do this? Like, you ball up the Kleenex and you shove it up your nose and you just let it sit there
0: to like accept all Can of the Can we just take a moment to that appreciate that almost everyone that's listening to this yes. podcast that is a has dental professional that. at one point in their career has stuck a cotton roll. Yes. Spliced up up their nose and practiced yes. dentistry to the point where yes. the cotton roll just fills up with mucus and eventually yes. you've got two little tiny wet spots on your mask. Can we just and all? I don't. I you do not want to normalize it because it's no, disgusting it's, because it's bad. But really, all you want to do at that
1: point. Tell me I'm wrong, but all you want to do at that point is go home, take a hot shower, and blow your nose in your hands.
0: Tell me I'm wrong <laughs> because I will totally accept <laughs> and it. it. And then you inspect it. And then you inspect it. you look? So you're like, is it only blow, Is it not? But then we Am look. I
1: sick? Is <laughs> it allergies? I don't know. But that's where I am. That's the life yeah. I'm living right now. I read every yeah. day. Yeah. That's where I am. I'm just. I so I'm gonna blame the lumber for this one. Okay. Because I do think it was him. Okay. Because I'm experiencing the same items that he experienced. Okay. Just all right. Delayed. All right. Well, well. But we'll he's so sweet cute. I can't even get mad about it. I'm just like, all right. Who whatever. are you? It was worth who it. is this
0: person? It was super worth who it. Are you? I love you.
1: I'm a person who drinks wine with her cold medicine. You're <laughs> <Good. God, I'm> looking <laughs> sexy tonight. I'm not you. <laughs> she's
0: she's she's in rare form. I'm um, saucy tonight. She's saucy. She's saucy and and living her best life. And I am also living my best life. Right. I, That's um, what I'm concerned about. We did our first implant case at the office today, oh, which yes. was a big deal. I mean, we've been planning it for a while. You know, the whole like process, process, cone beam, plan out, send insurance estimates, Talk about restorative Mm -hmm. options. so we did that today for the first day. While we were recording something, and I was just so proud of my team that like I was locked in a room doing my own thing, and they were out there doing the damn thing, and I felt like that's amazing. Yeah, so it was a good, it was a good day at the Tooth Life Studio. Uh, Despite being one assistant down, she's been sick for a little bit, but you know, like I was a good boss. I was finally. Impressed with myself, because I would so my my assistant has been sick for a little bit, like cold allergies, stuffy nose, whatever. and like I don't want that around the office. like who knows who who knows what the optics would look like and patients would say. So like I told him like, don't don't come to work, like please don't come to work. When has yeah. anyone ever told you as a hygienist, like, if you're sick, please don't come to work?
1: My employer has after this pandemic, my employer has one time when I woke up with a migraine. But I will say before that, never.
0: Right. It, it was, was like, like
1: you'd almost get bullied into going into work. Like, are you right. really that sick? Like, can you just check in hold your the day? diarrhea until you have to go do an exam and then you can go have diarrhea and then right. come back and continue working with your patient? Right. Like, we've normalized that in dentistry. Right. You're so
0: right. Right. Yeah. So that, was, that, that was the thing. So I was like, you know, what? I was a good boss. I gave her the whole week off. And like, it was like not whole week, but today's Monday, but basically like last week and then this week. So she had some time to, to heal. And I, I am proud of myself, despite it being like an absolute nightmare when you're down a person, but I think I did a good, I did a good thing. Anywho. So that, that is what's going on, but we, we've got an episode. We've got a, an episode sponsored by our peeps at designs for vision, who I am obsessed with, and stay tuned next week on my Instagram, I will be showing you a video on how I clean my loops uh, between patients. Let's just take a moment to absorb that. I clean my loops between patients. You clean the equipment that you put on your
1: face right next to your, your mucosal membranes? Yeah. In between patients? Yes. I love that journey for you. Don't, As do I. Don't we wish,
0: wish that we loved cleaners. that journey for everyone? I think we should love that journey for so everybody. Prior, I prior, that should I'm be a part of it. Full disclosure, prior to COVID, Irene of previous practice life cleaned her loops. Not that often. I,
1: well, because are you taught
0: in school to do it? Are you like... I did not even have loops you, in school. I mean, we were taught to clean our safety glasses. I not have loops in school either. Right, so we weren't taught to clean our loops, but I would follow what everyone else was doing because, like, as sure. a new graduate, sure. what do you do? As a new graduate, you observe, you look at all of the senior hygienists working in your practice, and you do as they do. If it walks like a duck, you would like to walk like a duck, so that you are part of yeah. the in crowd. So, like, I never saw yes. anyone cleaning their loops, and and then eventually, I was like, why am I not cleaning my loops? So then I started. Doing it all the time between patients. And now I'm noticing my team members are doing it too, and they weren't before. So I feel like setting a positive example is a good thing for the greater good of humans. Um, so, anyways, episode is sponsored by our friends at Designs for Vision. I have two pairs of designs for vision loops, and you and I have the same pair. Yes, Um, the aerosol ones that like lock on your face. Do you love Um, what what do you what is your like what was your initial instinct feeling? And then how do you feel about them now? And do you or do you so, not have a light? Okay, so I, so I, a few. That was for
1: so many questions. Are do you so, have a podcast? Because you're so like good at asking questions. OMG, so a few like, totally. One, I swam when I was in high school. So when I put them on, they felt like when I was wearing goggles as a swimmer. And one of the issues that I ran into a lot as a swimmer was my goggles fog. So the first thing I thought was, oh my gosh, I'm gonna put these on. I'm gonna. I didn't know, because I just got them shipped to my house, so you don't know until you have the mask on and you're doing the thing yeah, to like yeah. really know. But I was like, "Oh, these are going to fog. They don't. That's what's so yeah, crazy no. about them. They don't fog. They seal right to your face, just like goggles. They don't fog. And then I have the light, um, and it, the light is probably the same light you have, where it's got a sensor on it. When you look down at the patient, no, the light I don't turns have the sensor. On. Oh, you don't. Okay. No, so it's so-, so the idea is that it's touchless. They want you to have a touchless system so that you're not constantly pressing that button and then creating cross contamination because that is right. a source of cross contamination. So the idea is that you turn, you just press the on button and then you put your loops on. It senses when you look down at the patient, it turns on. If I'm looking up at my assistant, it shuts off so that I'm not blinding my assistant slash whatever slash wasting battery, whatever. Then when I look back down at my patient it turns back on again. You know, so it's it's a very cool system to have because a cross contamination is not a challenge, b you're protected against you know all of these aerosols and all of these like you know crazies that we're super concerned about. Yeah. And c they are comfortable to wear. I get a lot of questions in my DMs about them. They're comfortable to wear, they do not fog, they are easy to clean, the little rubber pieces yeah come off cuz they're yeah. on by magnets so they can come off you can clean everything and then you can easily seat those little rubber pieces back on to put the the glasses back on and they are fantastic are you experiencing the same thing with your loopies
0: yeah totally 100% and i so i have two pairs of of designs for vision loops um the same ones that you and i have and uh i have the like iconic pink loop um i love those yeah, they're awesome. They're a little bit heavier um, than the Zienna frames, which are the other frames that we, the ones that we both have. So on like a pedo uh-huh. day, on a quick day where I do quick procedures and I take them on and off, I'll use my pink loops um, or if I'm doing like consults or stuff. Uh, but on like long days, I'll use my Zienna frames, regardless of which loop I wear. I have, and you don't have this and perhaps you should, we should talk about about this with our peeps, but I've got the NanoCam HDI, which connects to regardless of which frame I have. So Dr. Manoj, who is the dentist that's on site at our office, also purchased a pair of Designs for Vision Loops for this exact reason so that he can use my NanoCam, which is an LED light connected with an HDI camera that is 1080p, hands free. It has a pedal so you can record your procedure. You can also take stills of your procedure almost like an intraoral camera so you kind of eliminate the need of an intraoral camera if you've got the um nano cam of course it's Mm -hmm. hipaa compliant it has its own software i have my own laptop for it so it's you could use it on your computer system or you could use it on a secondary laptop which is what we do because we record our procedures and then we create videos around them Mm -hmm. so it's awesome it's got like a variety of different magnifications like a 2.5 a 3.5 a wide angle um It has a microphone built in and it's only 0.8 ounces in profile, which is pretty fabulous. Not to mention like the crazy 24 hour, 24 seven support that you get with it. Um, So that is, that is why I chose designs for vision. Like that is why, and every, everyone always asks, like, how do you like get partnerships and how do you work with cool partners like this? And it's because we love the product before we get the partnership like that. I've, love to sign for visions because they have all of these cool solutions so check out the links below in the bio Uh, if you're ever interested in getting a recording device you should not be recording procedures on your cell phone you should not be recording procedures on a cell phone that has a data or cloud connected to it yeah you've got to turn off your cloud settings so we have a designated phone for the office that has no data to it, that has no connection to a cloud that is just a storage device that is allowed, but you're not allowed to have it, you know, free floating in the world. Um, Anywho, a story or topic for another day. We should get Noel Kalsh to come in and talk about that. The people I record, it's like my brother, like,
1: you know, like my brothers are going to sue me at some point. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) but I totally get it.
0: But (laughs) you never, you never know. So anyways, lots of cool features and, it's really um, incredible, you guys. I show patients those procedures. So like we'll edit the yes. video down. And it really is a really good educational piece when you're showing someone like I did this in your mouth and some people okay, perhaps it's a little bit TMI, but I yes. show them like placing a rest in or how I did a sealant like the before and right. after. And you'd believe you'd be surprised how many patients actually like to see the procedure of what's happening in their mouth. Well, 100 percent. So uh, let me give you an example. I have a BMW,
1: and when you take your BMW in for like its oil change or whatever, what they do is they send you a video, and it's like in fast motion, but it's a video of them inspecting every corner of your BMW. And then they come out with this report, and they're like, hey, this is a picture of what your air filter looks like. This is a picture of this. This is a picture of that. But they email it to you so that you have that readily available. You can be like, oh, yeah, like I, I guess I needed this because BMW said this. And you can go to the video It shows that they've done a complete evaluation of everything that's going on. It says that they've identified that these are the issues and they show you the video of them fixing it. So for us in dentistry, I always look at at like, what are the entities out there that are doing a really great job when it comes to customer service? And how can we take that information and help relay that back into dentistry? And I think about, to your point, showing videos Because patients don't know how often are we explaining something to a patient, explaining periodontal disease, explaining the infection in their mouth, explaining the decay in their mouth, explaining the concerns we have in the back of their mouth, and they have no idea. And we're trying to explain this. Let me take a blurry intraoral photo that's got saliva in it. We're shaking while we're trying to do the photo because we're pushing the buccal mucosa out of the way, and we're trying to show them this image. Meanwhile, we could be showing them, to your point, some really cool videos of like, hey, listen – These are the things that I did in your mouth. And so these are the areas, the patient's more invested. These are the areas that I'm going to step back and reevaluate when you come back in. And I think it's really important for us to understand that that provides a sense of value for the patient. They see that, imagine them going to another practice where they don't do that, right? And then they wonder like, what am I missing? So Irene, I I want to applaud you for doing that because that's really an incredible thing.
0: I I know that that sounds weird, but you know, I audit my own technique when I look at those videos too and sure, the stuff sure. that we post on social media is always very heavily audited because we want to make sure we're doing the right thing. So I feel like I'm a better clinician because I do use a, a camera. It it creates yes. this like accountability awareness. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the camera is seeing what I what I'm doing. It is right smack between my eyeballs. It is seeing what I'm seeing. And if I'm doing something wrong, it's going to capture that. So I'm I'm a lot more focused on my technique. Yeah. I'm even calmer almost when, you know, you see these videos on social media of people just like jackhammering away with an ultrasonic. And it's like what I tagged you in one of those today, I think. Oh, what it's like. What is even happening in this What's video happening here? Like, why, yeah. why are why are we using ultrasonic in this way? Um, But I feel like I am a lot more calmer when I'm doing my procedures because I'm more aware that there is something attached to my head that is monitoring what I do. Um, Anyhow, so show notes, like I think we've, we've, we've spoken about this quite a bit in the past, but show notes below. Also, fun fact, if you do DM Designs for Vision, just so you know, they're one of the only companies that I know that the actual owner answers the DMs. I know. It's kind of amazing. John actually answers the DMs, which I find Very absolutely cool. fascinating because there's such a huge company, but he takes such pride in customer service that if someone messages on Instagram, he wants to answer it. Like mind blown. So shouts, shouts to our peeps. Yeah. Shouts um, to John. Awesome. We've got
1: an episode. An episode. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. Um, I don't. Um... I don't
0: rightly or wrongly know what the episode is, so I need some. That's help. okay, because I Maybe. do. I mean, I, I usually do. Oh, good. Um, this episode. I don't episode, know what's going on.
1: Episode, just, I'm on cold medicine. Just, this episode just, is sponsored by um, them, by uh, <laughs> Designs for Vision and also Musinex. Also Musinex. <laughs>
0: um. So I am. I am going to. Would you like a song? You know, I want a song, girl. Okay um sing it to me let's see let's see here what what can i what can i do i've realized that this is what i need to do with my audio thing all right here's a song now
1: now i can i'm excited to be able to
0: hear the song yeah it's going to be the best song you've ever
1: heard in your life
0: great
2: Open
0: your bath is free to walk. <laughs> your face right now,
2: I can't. <laughs>
1: what are we doing here? What are, what
2: and it's I'm not shackled by words and bonds, and the that upon
1: some
0: No? Are we are we a no on this one? I have no clue what you're doing
1: to me, Irene. Are we a no? Girl, I'm a I'm a massive so question mark know. right now. I don't know if it's um does anybody else so, know and slide so into our I DMs struggled if you think to find you
0: know. I struggled to find someone um that can't. <laughs> yeah. I can't with your face right now. Like your face I is don't. just you're just giving it all. Okay. So the this the singer of this song, his name is Glenn Campbell. The song is called Gentle on My Mind. So I was trying to go with this whole thing that the episode is this Dr. Glenn um, or sorry, Dr. Len Tao. I couldn't find anyone named Len. So I went with Glenn. And the gentle on my mind was a reference to Google reviews about how he discussed, you know, being kind to one another on Google reviews and being kind to one another. No, the parallels that's when you okay <laughs> that's when
1: you have to go down a rabbit hole to I like even for, build a story I guess. On something i don't um, i love you yeah. so much but that was there's no way that 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 this ginger brain was gonna go there no way i'm sorry like not i tried my best I, it, we could have sat here for a million years and i i don't think i would have <laughs> ever been like oh gentle on the mind like a google review <laughs> like i i don't <laughs> know if my brain would have gone there <laughs> But your brain goes there, and I love that. I love that
0: about you, Irene. Irene. I don't know. Anywho, so this is the lovely episode with our friend Doctor Len Tao. Yes, who has fantastic, built, built his job on cre- or built his career on creating a platform for dentists to be able to to receive in the United States at least uh, positive reviews, and he's authored a book called "Raving Patients." Um, which is soon to be released. Uh, 100 tips to 100 v- reviews in 100 days. Um, so, without further introduction, here is our friend, Dr. Len Tao. We'll catch you on the flip side.
1: Uh, I'll live with you. the will uh, uh, uh,
0: uh, uh. live with welcome back to another episode of the tooth or dare podcast peeps with your peeps irene and katrina who looks very much like um how do i describe what you look like describe me i don't i don't know well you're beautiful on the inside out but a few moments ago you were wearing one of those like disposable scrub caps that are Mm -hmm. like you know like the ones when you go to the grocery store and someone's like the lady behind the the deli 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 counter, counter and she's like would you like that a size one or a size two? Would you like it shaved or sliced? Like you, you looked like you were look, you looked like that. How much potato salad did you want, ma'am? Would you like the small container or the big container? How many people are you, people are you having ta- at your We have an egg-free version. <laughs> like, that's that's what you look like right now. And I totally appreciate the story that you were telling me before this about the patient that you just saw that was, like, afraid of a needle. But um, no wonder he was afraid of the goddamn needle. When, is, you, when you look like that with that I, thing on like top that? of your head. So you know what else it looks part. like? So it, it, the- it also, sorry to interrupt you. It also looks like a, um, one of those clown wigs, like the bright blue yeah. uh, we have, um, clown we, wig.
1: We have big bright red ones and then we have yellow gowns. So we literally look like Ronald McDonald, which is kind of fun and fancy. Um, I'm actually here in the office today. I'm here in the the back conference room with two of my colleagues here. Uh, Andrea and Celeste. And they're just like giggling as they're are they
0: watching. Talking. Let me yeah, see them. Yeah, I want to like, see them. Where are they? Okay, let let me, let I, let me Everyone see. wants
1: to see you guys.
0: There they are. Okay, so they're, <laughs> they're there's two lovely out. ladies with masks on and they're like standing between, they're social distancing between the ma- a massive a, snake plant. Snake so it's kind of like, yes. it's like between two ferns, except there's two people <laughs> and the fern between is in the two middle. Ferns. Two people, <laughs> one snake plant. One fern. Uh, and just um, recording this. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, so this I like is the that we have, I we have, this is the closest thing to a live audience that we've had in a really <clears throat> long time. Thank Good you Colin yes. yet again for <laughs> for contributing to my social anxiety. Um but we have a wonderful guest who is patiently awaiting and wondering like what is, do these girls always banter like this? Is we this do. what is, is this what the, he he now knows what the entire episode will be like. We've prefaced yeah. it that this is this is this is what's happening. So welcome to the Tooth or Dare podcast to our friend Dr. Len Tao DMD. And the house, who is an amazing mm-hmm. human. I've seen them all over social media, but we've never interacted one-on-one. So this should be exciting because um, I know you lecture a lot nationally, internationally on really cool things like using internet marketing and social media, reputation management. I want to know how you uh, feel about all of the variety of platforms that are out there, uh, specifically one that I use. So I want to know how you feel about that. Um, but you've recently auth- authored a book as well, uh, Raving Patience and soon to be mm-hmm. released in... Tw- it's a, a hundred tips and a hundred reviews in a hundred days. So that's pretty cool. Um, so welcome to the, to the show. How are you doing?
2: I'm good. How are you? I didn't know what to do there. You were bantering. I didn't know you didn't introduce <laughs> Did you me yet. So already? I was like, should I say anything? I'm not really a guest yet. They, they haven't introduced me. Um, so I was like, I'm just going to stay silent and, and, and watch and wait and listen. And they'll cue me in. So yes, thank you yeah. for having me. I appreciate it.
0: That, that yeah. just tells me that I need to work on my interview skills.
2: No, not at all. You just do things differently. It's okay. I have my own way. I I do do, my own way too. I do 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 do
0: things differently. And thank you for asking. I'm living my best life. Katrina forgets to ask me that every day. I have no words. I don't know. (laughs) I I look like a human cotton candy. (laughs) Dr. Tao. Um, tell, tell us a little bit about you. Um, let's do Let's do, should we do the thing? Do we, let's do that. Can we do, let's the, thing? do the thing? Yeah. Okay. Let's do the thing. We want to, we want to, we want to go back, back to the future, like flux capacitor mm-hmm. in, in your, in your 1989, October 26th, BTW. That was the day. And I know this, cause it was yeah. my birthday. Um, yeah. and, and I want you to take us back to the future on what you were like as a small human. Like, can we go back to you preschool, elementary school, high school? Like how far back do you remember? Were you cool? Were you a nerd?
2: No, I probably was not. No, I don't think so. Um, I, I was not as cool as I am now. Um, oh, I could not speak publicly cool like, like, I, like I do now. Um, I, I can tell you, I, I used to um, like preschool. So yes, about preschool. I used to like preschool so much that I used to hide my shoes. So they couldn't, they couldn't let me leave until they found my shoes. I, oh, I remember that. wow. <laughs>
1: That's, that's cute, cute.
2: <laughs> so that's something i remember about my preschool years i don't really tell a lot of people that though but that's what i was told that's what i was told and i remember that as a kid wow. um, but I, I i wouldn't say i was a um i wasn't a social butterfly i uh i started my own business in high school uh, i started the baseball card business so i was making money um so i wasn't going out and uh, i didn't do i wasn't a social person um but
1: um, Wait, wait, this is the most important question. Were you in the marching band? Yeah, did you play an
0: instrument? I we play, need I, to know. Oh,
1: oh don't, don't, say, don't say what it was, don't say uh-oh. what it was. Can I guess, can I guess? Sure. You, you well, go, were you in the marching band? March- are... Okay, I'm getting like a trombone or a sousaphone <laughs> vibe.
0: Yes, trumpet? Dang it. No,
2: no it, it, the <laughs> it's instrument's first... black.
0: Black, uh-oh. A clarinet? Uh, you played the clarinet? I, was a, I, was a, no I played way. the clarinet. No way!
2: Yeah, you I, wasn't, could... I wasn't very good, but I played the clarinet.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, no. I did not. Okay. I did not that's, see. That's
1: I did not. not see you playing a clarinet. Have to study. Yeah, I'm going to study your profile a little bit
0: more here. Yeah, it's not yeah. something that yeah. I, I'm, I'm you, proud you of. You are no longer the man we thought you were. That mm, so. uh, didn't you're last, a a last very long. Wind player. A <laughs> A <laughs> 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 <Good wind. laughs> Okay, so so, so in, high school. Man. It, where were yeah. you exactly? Is this in Pennsylvania?
2: No, I grew up in New York. So I grew up in about a half hour from New York City. So the suburbs. New
0: York. New York. You're a New Yorker. Mm-hmm. Went and to then, college in New Orleans. He said it right
2: Okay. Right. Went, to, went to Tulane. Then went to a Tufts Dental School in Boston. Uh, met a mm-hmm. woman and settled in, in Philadelphia. Started a okay. dental practice, or bought a dental practice 14 years ago.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and... Uh, and then the world changed when I bought my dental practice. Mm-hmm. And, How did that change?
0: Uh, what 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 happened? Did you buy a, was it a, was it a startup? I guess it wasn't really a startup if it was an existing practice.
2: No, it was a, it was a practice that a dentist had committed suicide. And the, I bought the he, practice.
0: Oh, he, he committed oh, suicide wow. or the yeah. office committed suicide?
2: No, the dentist who was there, unfortunately oh. committed suicide.
0: Oh no. Oh my gosh.
2: Yeah. And I always say his misfortune was my fortune. It really was a great, great step in my career. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Um, I waited six years as an associate or five years as an associate and then bought the practice. And that was the stepping stone to me being the person I am now. I needed to be, I needed to get out of the office I was in and onto my own, um, in my own way. And um, it it was good. It was good. I I had to learn to work. What's that? Well, what,
0: what was that like stepping into the shoes? Yeah, like Cause how you do, hear, you hear about these like practice purchases, to to... right. And and you, mm-hmm. there's like a transitionary pay phase where the associate ultimately becomes the principal. What was it like for you mm-hmm. uh, taking over from someone who was deceased and all of a sudden you are now principal. Yeah.
2: It was, it was a very difficult transition. I, I ended up buying the building. I ended up guarding the building and, um, mm-hmm. So it was, it looked very different. If you came into the office, it, you wouldn't know it was the same place. Um, the staff stayed on. So the, the team members, I have one remaining after 14 years, but they all slowly wow. started to leave. Um, it was hard. Was, it was hard. What
1: was the morale like for the staff? Yeah.
2: Um, they really loved the, the dentist who was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they wanted to honor his legacy by maintaining the practice.
1: Mm-hmm. So I
2: think. Once I came and they met me and I was a little bit of a different animal back then. I hate to say that. I, not that I don't, not that I don't talk fast now, but I was a super fast talker then. Um, I didn't, I was yeah. not a good listener. So I, mm-hmm. I, I had to take listening classes to learn to listen better. So it was, a, I went through a, a, a life changing by buying that practice. Um, wow. and, um, the, uh, but the staff was very supportive. Um, I, I came in, I didn't make that many changes. Um, Patients, some of them didn't come back. Unfortunately, they never got a chance to meet me. Um, others, you know, came back, met me, and decided that I wasn't the right fit for them. And about fifty percent of the patients ended up staying, and and many are still there now, fifteen years later. But it was it was mm-hmm. tough. It was don't get me wrong. It was not the ideal practice purchase, but it was what it was good for me. It was a fee for service practice in in a nice section of the uh, Philadelphia. Area. And it, it took me to places now that I, you know, that are where, where I, where I, am glad I am now. So I can't complain. It was. So uh, how
0: did you? How did you? Speaking about marketing, I guess. So you know, old doc no longer in the picture, unfortunately. New doc comes in, guts the place, refaces the place. Um, how do you? How do you market what once was? As I'm assuming, the previous dentist that was in the in the space wasn't as savvy as you are. So how do you, how do you remarket? It's like kind of a rebrand under the same name or did you change the name too?
2: No, we kept the same name. Um, I, he was a very good marketer, but he didn't do much online. He did a lot of um, uh, traditional marketing. He was in Philadelphia Magazine. Um, He did a lot of uh, TV stuff. So he was pretty well known in Philadelphia. I took it to another level. I learned how to market the practice online. Um, and my online marketing then was not what online marketing is now. So yeah. that's kind of how I sold my Royal Oats and learned what I did now. Cause I did a lot of things myself. I, I'd say, I tried lots of things. I was the Guinea pig. I threw darts at a lot of things, spent mm-hmm. a lot of money. I, I did a radio campaign with the Philadelphia Phillies and um, got mm-hmm. a season, got season tickets for it, uh, but got no patience from it. It was like $18,000 waste of money.
1: Oh! Um, actually,
2: actually, I, I did get one patient. The guy who sold me the ads was so was so upset that I that I got nothing from it. He became my patient and did Invisalign. No way! Um, oh, and, well, there you go. And, 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 and that was it. I got nothing. It was a complete waste of money. So wow. I learned the good, the bad, and the ugly of marketing, and that's kind of how I ended up in the position I'm in now because uh, I learned how to do it myself, and I learned how what really worked well, online reviews, what didn't work well, <laughs> and. um Kind of just got my start in the industry, and hmm, that's all because of that. That's so. Like I said, you got to take the good, the bad, and the ugly with things.
1: What I love about that story is that you know, oftentimes we think about the the highs and the lows of dentistry, being in the profession. And Irene and I, you know, we've interviewed, you know, certainly the gamut of people, the people who absolutely love, 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 and they're like, I'm so blessed, I get to do all these amazing things in dentistry, and then. We've also interviewed people who have, you know, suffered from addiction challenges because of, you know, what the pressures and stresses of dentistry have done to them. I think the the ultimate uh, outlook or mindset, and and you said it perfectly, is when you can take something that's happened to you and acknowledge that this, maybe this is your profession, you know, gently escorting you into where you need to go. Um, you know, listen in those moments because, and it's a lot easier said than done, but when you can listen in those moments, this is where people like you can build out content that helps serve other people because what you're experiencing, you're not alone in. Doctors day in and day out are, are flooded with requests from, you know, magazines and requests from, you know, all these different opportunities to create ads. How do you know which ones are going to be the most impactful for you, your targeted clientele? the town that you live in. I mean, all of those things are so different. In fact, I'm sure you know, Irene, uh, opened up her own practice last year. And when Irene started to set up her practice, she and I were interviewing a lot of people, uh, early on to kind of help her with some of that, those marketing, you know, plans for her. And it's like, she, she had a really deep dive into what her target population was, you know, what are the best ways to be able to reach, you know, her audience. And so it, what you're doing is creating an opportunity for other professionals to know a i'm not alone in being a business owner you don't get business training when you're in dental school you don't get business training in hygiene school so you're just yeah. figuring it out on the fly but to know that other people have walked through this have come out the other side have successful practices and have been able to you know create a thriving business is is a really positive one so can you tell us a little bit more about Because I want to get into raving patients and all of those, you know, amazing things that that you're doing now. But can you tell us a little bit more about when some of these marketing challenges started to happen? What were some of the things early on that you started to do that started to form the scaffolding of where you ended up going in your speaking career?
2: Yeah, well, I started, I I did a lot of things he did because he was successful at doing it, but I was $18,000 in debt. Okay. 18000 dollars in debt mm-hmm. um, a month. That was my that was my monthly a month. payment. A, a month, month a wow. A month. Yeah. My I, I wanted I wanted to be very aggressive in paying back my loan. So I chose the seven year repayment plan, but I was one point something million dollars in debt. So it was it was eighteen thousand dollars a month.
1: Wow. So um
2: and that was because I just had a, a goal to get it just paid off as quickly as possible. But I needed to get new patients to come in. So I tried the things he tried. You know, Philadelphia Magazine was really interesting because it was it was the only thing that really worked well. But I was I used a tracking number, and tracking numbers were not what they are now. So I actually proved to Philadelphia Magazine that after like a year and a half run, my phone calls went from up here down to here, and wow. I showed them literally. We had meetings, and I could say, "Look, this was great then, but look what is getting me now. I'm not getting the same the same um, you know number of patients, and I couldn't continue to do the the advertising with them." And they understood completely. But nobody was tracking things then so i learned Mm -hmm. very quickly how important tracking the marketing was to determine when it's time to to shift directions and -hmm. when that happened it was like a year and a half after i started it i i felt that um the traditional marketing was going really sour and i turned my focus onto the online marketing so it was doing google adwords which again weren't the same thing i mean the reviews were were something that I didn't get from Google directly. I got them through. I was using Demand Force. Demand Force was a communication software that mm-hmm. when patients left reviews on Demandforce, Demand
0: Force. Mm-hmm. they automatically
2: went to Google back then. Yeah. Um, so dentists would have thousands of reviews and patients were coming in. I found you because of your reviews. And I was like, you're really reading them? I mean, again, this is like 13 years ago. No, that wasn't a thing then. Um, mm-hmm. But I had an inkling that, you know, this was a relationship that Google, you know, Google runs the internet. Google's king when it comes to this stuff. And if Google makes yeah. a change, you've got to, you know, in a split second, you know, change what you're doing. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to get reviews on my own. I'm going to ask patients to go on Google. I'm not going to go through Force. And lo and behold, it was in July. I was at dinner. I still remember where I was at dinner. I got a message that Demand Force lost all of the reviews on Google. The relationship went bye-bye. And overnight, every oh dentist lost their reputation. <gasps> they went from like 1600 to zero. Wait, overnight. wait, when, what,
0: when was this?
2: This was, this was July. July of probably 2011, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Wow. So overnight dentists lost every single. How do
0: you do that though? Like how do you lose once a review was on Google? It's on Google forever. But
2: but back then it was different because they were, they were being shared by the relationship demand force had with Google demand force. Google split the relationship with demand force. They said goodbye. And all the reviews that were being shown in the score were, were taken off. So if you didn't have native Google reviews, you had nothing. Now, I had the wherewithal that already asked. I had like 35 reviews when everybody else had zero then or five or six. So I had many more. And that's when I realized the power of online reviews. And that's really where the trajectory changed because I tried all these other products and realized that you all suck. (laughs) Every product was bad. So I created my own product. Uh, I went to an engineer. Uh, We created a a very easy software to, to make it easy on the patients to write the reviews. And lo and behold, a year and a half later, I, I sold my product to Bird Eye, and, and you, know, <laughs> you know, now we're writing books, we're speaking all over the country. You know, I've been teaching dentists since 2010, September of 2010. I've been uh, giving seminars on, on marketing and, and not just reviews, but I look back at my seminars in 2010 prior to all of this and how important reviews were then. And
0: mm-hmm.
2: it wasn't anything about what it is now. So yeah. um, it, it's very interesting yeah. how one like life-changing moment can affect how things move the rest of the year, your things down the road.
0: For sure. So can we talk, can we talk a little bit on, about it's my question, my okay, question sorry. now, oh, you got your, you this. got your question. I want I have a question. Tell me about some of the other advertising uh, methods or marketing methods that aside from the, the, the seats for the radio ad thing, um, that didn't work out or something that you wish you did less of or more of Um In your experience, aside from Google reviews, um what else has was a complete flop?
2: Complete flop back then. Well, almost all of the um the paid advert excuse me, the traditional marketing I did. So I tried a number of other, you know, uh not radio, but um magazine ads, um, newspaper advertising, Mm -hmm. you know, like the penny saver or the like the local
1: Mm -hmm. whatever you local yeah. Whole the paper was little
2: packet. Yeah. But yes. I mean, none of that stuff worked. Anything traditional was a complete flow except Philadelphia magazine. That was the only thing that actually had a really good return on investment for a short period of time. Online marketing Listen, I tried everything, um, online too. One of the biggest things that worked really well, and people are probably going to go, no way. I was the very first dentist, very first dentist in Philadelphia to do a Groupon deal back in mm-hmm. June of 2010. And overnight, it brought five hundred new patients potentially into my practice. Wow! And Groupon was very different. What back was then.
0: what was your deal? Because I feel like a lot of people had these crazy Groupons. Uh, Shopopolis was another one. Like there was a whole bunch of them. Yeah, there were so many
2: of them. Living there was so show. many of them. Yeah. R- yeah. R- R- la la. <laughs> there were so many yeah. of them. Uh, the I had I ran four deals then. The first deal was five hundred dollars off Invisalign. so that was one. Second one was Zoom whitening for some crazy discounts, um, which which was probably the worst of them all. Um, The third one was just like a fifty nine dollar exam, cleaning an X-ray. And the other one was like a certain amount of money off veneers. I think those were the four offers we ran. But to this day, we don't do the same numbers. But to this day, I still do Groupon simply because it brings a patient into my office at zero cost to me. There's no cost. Now it costs me for, for an exam clean. Actually, it costs me, what does it cost me? doesn't cost me exam x-rays. Cause I have digital.
0: Mm-hmm. It doesn't
2: cost me for, it costs me time for my exam. Mm-hmm. So, and it costs me a, an hour of hygiene. Mm-hmm. So for an hour of hygiene, it costs me to bring a patient into my office and I can potentially have them do, I've done, I've done $25,000 cases from people who come in on Groupon. So I've seen a ton of Groupon patients. We don't get that many, but now because I don't do it as I don't, we don't have mm-hmm. the same flow and everybody does it now, but uh, people always ask me, that was a huge boon to my practice. I got, I mean, that, that 500 new patients brought in so much money to my practice. It's unbelievable. Um, and I started my, my membership plan because all of these patients did not have any dental insurance. So I was one of the first dentists back in 2010 to have a membership plan. Now everybody mm, had membership plans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so it, it was two exams, two cleanings, all the extra you needed and discounts on everything. And I have had it 10 years and people renew it every single year um, hmm. since then, and they continue to come wow. back. Um, so that all led into the same thing. It just, I was, I was light years ahead of where people are now when it comes to things.
0: So
1: what um, I love one, about what you said, and and this is, uh, sorry, Irene, I mean, I want to kind of touch on something because when we talk about living, any, any of those, you know, types of, um, softwares or apps where people can purchase things as a discount, they're, they they do not have a touch point with you until they get into your office. One of the things that, you know, I, I've heard people have concerns about specifically with that type of a patient population, is that an individual who's trying to seek a discount, so to speak. Um, oh, I need an X-ray exam cleaning, um, uh, $59, they're seeking that not only that discount, but also uh, how many times do we run into a situation where these are patients that also, for example, need scaling and root planing, and now you're having to quote unquote upsell them. Um you know, first of all, I want to know, did you run into challenges with that? And second of all, I do want to acknowledge what you've essentially done by infusing this uh, in-office plan is you've created a fee-for-service practice with that patient population, which I think is really cool. So um, would you mind kind of going into wh- what you're targeting with that particular patient population?
2: So I, I, I honestly, I did not know going in what would happen. It was just a flyer, I took a flyer, okay? And, and mm-hmm. I told you what the ramifications were, but I will tell you, um, yes, hundred percent. There are people who come in the office who need scaling and reclining. We educate them. Some of them decide to proceed with treatment. Other ones go on and they write a bad review thinking we're trying to tell up- them. Um, and then others just don't do treatments. Um, this, the breakdown of, all, of over 11 years of doing this now, I will tell you, it's almost, it's, it's crazy. 35% of patients have no money. Right. Okay? 35% of patients don't want to do treatment no matter what they need and 35% of patients have the money and want to do treatments. So I know going in that one third of the patients that I'm going to see with that, with that type of, you know, that we bring them in that way, will end up doing. And that's just what I go in with that attitude. So literally last week I had a patient that came in, she needed, they need scalings, She needed, I think, six teeth extracted a couple implants and some other work and her treatment was $12,000 and and they committed to doing treatment. So when you get cases like that coming Mm -hmm. through the door, it, it is so much more than just people who come in and don't do treatment. So I have m- many more cases like that than I do. People who don't do it. So I, that's, what, that's how I go mm-hmm. in. And everybody's not going to do it. If you think that's the way it is, then mm-hmm. don't do it. But I continue to do it because it's a very inexpensive way to bring a patient into the office. And the cost of customer acquisition, the cost of patient acquisition now, if you're doing certain things, are super expensive. And there's still no guarantee that they're going to do treatment anyway. So, Mm -hmm. I'd rather it cost me nothing except a, and I get paid, you know, 20 something dollars. So, it's not like I'm losing, I'm losing like 20 bucks to bring a patient in. Um, And
1: if they do
2: treatment, I'm making the money. So, it's far outweighing, you know, the cost of the 10 years is far outweighed um, my what I brought them, what I'm, what I spent, not even close. So, but yes, you're 100% right. That's a definite concern. Same thing with with whitening. When people came in for whitening, they weren't candidated for Zoom. And many people chose to do core, which I only do now. do any other day for whitening. And they, if they didn't want to do it, they could do core and they weren't happy with the results. So I don't do, I don't do Zoom anymore because the results aren't any good. So I don't offer that. So
0: mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, two questions. One, I have to preface that um, you are in the United States, you're in America. Um, you have very different marketing guidelines. I guess the ADA would be the uh, association or organization, ish, or your state board also has some play into that. Yeah, it's your um, college in Toronto. So it, yeah, so in Toronto here, it's our college, and we're in the province of Ontario, so it's it's mm. our it's our Ontario. ODA. Um, um, no, it's actually the RCDSO in 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 for dentists and for for hygienist it's the CDHO so it's the licensing body not the not the organization that kind of it's the one that's for the public not for, for for the people for us um but when I look at like the ADA um marketing guidelines or advertising guidelines and I compare it to the RCDSO guidelines which is for the dentist like there's so many things that we aren't able to do and I find it interesting that um I mean it, I don't I don't think it's a big deal unless we're all playing in the same sandbox. So for example, and this is something that I've talked about before, a brand new office opened up across the street from me. We've been open for 11 months. They've been open for three months and they're posting signs in their windows um, that are against our marketing guidelines. So free whitening is a blown up thing for all new patients on their social media platform. And I'm saying this out loud because I I'm offended a little bit on their social media platform. It's a specific demographic is getting free cleanings, but if you have insurance, then you're still required to pay out of pocket. Um, but insurance isn't free; people pay for it out of their salaries. It's in lieu of payment; they pay a monthly premium out of their paychecks. So it's like that bugs me because. You know, I grew up in a household where my parents lived paycheck to paycheck, but my dad had insurance because he worked a decent job, but he couldn't afford extra stuff like he relied on the insurance uh, to pay for our dental cleanings and whatever. So if we're all playing in the same sandbox, I think that's fair, right? how would you propose that a Canadian dental office or a hygienist or a dentist, like we're not even allowed to respond to our own reviews. I got a piece of marketing material or, or magazine from my college saying that it is our responsibility. If someone leaves a review, good, bad, ugly, whatever, that if you have the capability to delete it, you must remove it because it shows bias. How do you feel about that? Like, how do you, I'm enraged as a business owner, just trying to make a living here. How do you feel about the, that craziness?
2: So it's interesting. I, I've, I've run into that. And, you know, it's funny. I had the ODA scout me um, the entire dental says he had scout me at him. And when I spoke and you know, they wear these bright blue blazers, so yeah. I was able to pick them yep, out yep. And, 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 you know, they came out to me, and said, you know, we really loved your content, but we don't like testimonials. <laughs> In, in in Ontario, I'm fully aware of that, but I also know the the rules and ramifications. So I'd be happy to speak because I've studied the rules of your province, and it never went anywhere. Because but the, but the ODA, the Ontario Dental Association meeting, is the only meeting that I'd actually tried to get a booth at, and they said no, we don't want you. I've never been told I right. can exhibit somewhere, and it's because it's against their their ways. Now, of course, as you said, there are people, and I have plenty of clients in Ontario. Um, and I told you I have a call right after this with somebody. Is that she's a pediatric dentists uh, who are ready, willing, and wanting to get reviews because I know that patients read them. Right. Um, they're just things you can't do. Like you can't promote them on your website. You, you no. can't, you know, you can't put the, but you can't delete a review that goes on Google. So there's ways around that. So yes, they don't want you to respond, but I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of responding anyway, unless um, you know, it's positive. Of course you should respond to my opinion, but for the negative reviews, I want you to take it offline first before you put a response online hmm. because it's it it could start a war word, words online which you certainly don't want to do. You definitely right. don't want to no. you know piss a patient off and get in, into a war of yelling and screaming and everybody sees that. Hmm. Um so look, it's it's tough. It, you know, being in a in a, a province in Alberta has similar restrictions as well. Um being in, in that type of situation, it's difficult. But again, there's many dentists who, who push the envelope a lot. They still put them on their website. Again, the only way you, there's a problem is if you get caught and if you get caught, right. you get a slap on the wrist and they tell you to take it down and you take it down. So I'm not advised, I, look, I'm a rule player. I play by the rules. People who know me, if I'm told to do something, I do it just the way I yeah. am. Um, not, look, do I take risks? Of course, but I, I'm definitely a rule, player. Um, a rule follower, sorry. And, um, but it, it, hey, you know, Ontario says, Hey, we want you to do this. We want you to do this. We don't want you to do this. You just got to listen to them. But it's
0: it's crazy. It, It really is because your online reputation is how a lot of people are finding your business. Like we have probably 70 reviews in a year, organic reviews, because we're in a neighborhood in a community with a young demographic that really looks to social media and looks to Google for responses. And, you know, apparently you're not allowed to solicit a review either. Meaning mm-hmm. you can't even ask someone to leave you a review. I mean, we say it in passing. Like if someone compliments or something is like, ha ha ha, you know, you know where to put that. And because Mm. most of them, when they come in, we use, we use a platform called Yappy that does all of our online forms and stuff. I mean, they've got a reputation managing software, but I'm not able to use it because of our guidelines. Um, But you know, in our forms, this is like, how did you find out from our office, Facebook, Instagram, another patient, Google is on there. Google reviews and they click that Google review thing. How often do they click that? Often, very often, more, more often than any other form of, of, uh, of advertising. I mean, we don't do any advertising. We barely, we barely do anything because of that, because I'm terrified that someone is going to make a claim to our, our licensing body. And then I'm going to be screwed over something that was misconstrued on social media. I mean, it's, Mm. it's, it's, it's a terrifying thing for a lot of people that try and do it the right way. And then you're like for the dentist, sure, they might get a slap on the wrist, but for a hygienist owning a practice, it's way more than a slap on the wrist for me. Like I'm, I'm looking at fines, I'm looking mm. at suspension, <clears throat> I'm looking at a lot, like having to put public um, withdrawals out. Like it's, our wow. college is, is rough
2: on that. You know, one of the things that I, I want to ask you about, cause you probably know, it better. I thought you were able to solicit feedback from patients. Where they're able to provide either a positive or negative review, and not because I thought you can't get five, like say, hey, give me a five-star review. That's you what can't I've always solicit thought it was. any
0: any any feedback from anyone. Hmm.
2: Uh, that, is,
0: that is public. So you could ask for someone to write you an email, like, let me know how our team did in our personal enclosed office email. But it all goes back to protecting patient confidentiality. So on Google, you must use your first and last name unless you set up a fake Google account. But now, no. you know, everything's verified. So it's that it's, you know, protecting the patient name on public that such and such came to your office um, and then you're not allowed to respond because then you're confirming that that person came to. So if someone didn't come to your office that gave you a nasty review and they've never even set foot in your, in your space, you're not even really allowed to respond to that. I just find it mm. mind blowing that yeah, there's so, you, such hand a whole Yeah. Yeah. Really? I'm
2: going gonna, I'm gonna to predict that's going to change in a couple of years. I think there's going to be. You think be, so? I do. I do. I, I think they. there's some, I mean, I, I don't know how, it, especially if, if somebody is, and let's use your example, somebody posts something that is not a patient of yours, that is going to affect your daily livelihood. I don't know how you're not able to respond simply by saying, unfortunately, we do not have you as a patient on record. Please right. contact our office to discuss your concerns. To me, there's nothing wrong with that, because you haven't acknowledged that they're a patient, you just said you're not a patient. So there's right. no HIPAA compliance or whatever you call it in, in Canada. Um, so I, I think that th- there's some rules that they're going to have to start being, a, you know, releasing a little bit on. So, yeah. So.
0: Well, it's it's Let's interesting hope. when you read the read the regulating body guidelines uh, that were drafted in 1991. It's old. Like a lot has changed since 1991. Mm -hmm. I mean, we now have a variety of platforms, but, you know, we're, we're so easy to change other things that happen in the moment. Um, Mm -hmm. but something like this, um, that perhaps can change someone's life for the worse, not even for the better, for the worse. When somebody Um, tells
2: me that there's a rule, uh, Hey, we're doing this because it's a rule. You know what I say to them? Rules Mm. are made to be broken.
1: And to be broken, yeah.
2: (laughs) That's what I was saying. That's the
0: title of our episode. Rules (laughs) are made to be broken.
2: broken. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't
0: condone the title of that because I might get in trouble. They might ask for this episode to be removed. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Oh okay. So so asking for reviews is gotten you light years ahead of your colleagues. I mean, I'm my. looking, I'm looking at your, I was looking under your name, but your name didn't have any reviews. And then I realized no, uh, it, the name of the practice eyes. is Pennsylvania Center for Dental Excellence. And it has four, Ooh, 343 like reviews at a 4.8 star. So let's talk about um, <clears throat> what are you allowed to do when someone gives you a review? Like, are you able to shoot them a gift card or send them a thank you note. Like, I don't know what the guidelines are in the United States of America. Katrina does that better. Um, what, what do you do when someone gives you a five-star review?
2: So when someone gives you a five, five-star review, first of all, you cannot, and this is the U.S., again, you cannot incentivize a patient for the review. So okay. you can't say to them, mm-hmm. hey, leave a five-star review. Or we'll give you a twenty dollars gift card to Starbucks. You can't do that, not allowed. There's no incentive. You can certainly thank them for writing a review. Okay, hey, I mean, there's very gray areas again. So there are people who will send a toothbrush, or will send a gift card, will send a note with something attached. You know, thank you for being our patient. You know, and wink, wink for the review. Again, mm-hmm. though, I, I teach best practices. Um, but look, I think it's always great to respond. You just don't want to violate HIPAA, and, mm-hmm. and you know, acknowledging that they're a patient in your practice is technically a HIPAA violation. So if they say mm-hmm. something great about, you know, their implants say, Hey, in this office, we love doing implant dentistry. Thank you so much for your feedback. Mm-hmm. You haven't violated anything. Very
1: vague. Yeah,
2: very vague, but you're, you're mm-hmm. touching on the keywords that you want to rank for. So if they mention implants, you mention implants back in the response. There's a double keyword there. That's just ways you, have, you want to get around it. I mean, there's a, a big, you just got to be careful and, and, and not be emotional when you get a review. Um, you don't want to do anything that's going to put you in the, the target of, of, of a potential problem. Um I I always say if you get a bad review relax take a deep breath and, and for 20 minutes um so when you when you uh come out of it you won't be mad anymore and then you can res- respond if you choose to respond um mm-hmm. so um yeah, that's talk what about
1: it, it, um, kind of in alignment with that um in responding to reviews um, you talked about some of the core values of like patient confidentiality and some of the things that we look at with our code of conduct as dental professionals. But where do we draw the line then with like libel or slander, where some of the reviews become so overt that it is like slanderizing a reputation and um, can almost move into like needing legal action? Is, is that is that ever ever a concern when we're looking at some of the quality of these reviews?
2: You know what? I think- Look, anybody can sue anybody for any reason. You know that we're a very litigious society. Whether it's going to hold up in court, I doubt it. Um, I think that if a patient is ever sued by a dentist, I think the dentist is nuts because I think it's going to make national news and I get to talk about him in my seminars, which which isn't a good thing because I do it a lot. Um, Look, I, I think that the best defense against a bad review is simply getting more reviews. Okay. Got it. Got
0: That's
1: it. That's what it is. Is like is if you out get it. that low that low score with low more hanging five
0: fruit.
2: Star. Yep, yeah. get more positive. You look. Wash Your patients want to write reviews. You got to give them the platform to do it. You know, they're all, if you don't, they're going to talk about negative reviews. They're going to write bad reviews. Um, and and if you're getting bad reviews about something specific, as a business owner, you have to take the wear it all to fix the problem. Hey, yeah, morning! Yeah. I mean, you won't understand. I mean, I, I mean, I hate to say this, but some of our co- some of my colleagues are stupid. I literally got a dentist. that called me up and said, but "I need your assistance. I need your advice." I keep getting bad reviews because every morning I run late to the practice. What do you think I can do about that?
0: Stop being I'm like, late.
2: I'm, I'm like, I'm like,
0: <laughs> I'm Like, <Idiot>.
2: I'm like <laughs> I said, yeah, you need to maybe set your alarm earlier so you don't show, show up I mean that's the type of questions I get yeah um, I'll give you another one I mean this is what I tell during my seminars everybody cracks up so I get a call from a dentist he says I have a problem everybody at, it complains about the person at the front desk
0: oh okay that's a so simple like, solution so
2: I'm like that's a simple solution you have to fire the person at the front desk
0: right well, that's the
2: problem she's my
0: wife Oh, oh no. snap. Oh, no. And, can uh, you move her uh, to the back? Like, can she uh, just, and, and, like, be a, the sterilization no, person? No, no, no. Because if it's
1: the wife and the patient's hater, then the people at work in the office hate her, oh, too, you guys. No. <laughs> well,
0: what, what, what
2: hap- that, that happens anyway. You know, when you have yeah, your wife working yeah. in the office, they hate the wife because you're sleeping with the, the boss. I mean, that's of the course, problem. Yeah, of so, course. No. So, but but I told the guy, I said, and you know what you need to do? You need to divorce your spouse. And he hung up on me. He didn't want that <laughs> Yeah, I-, I, I tell that story <laughs> at a lot of my seminars, nobody cracks up. So um, <laughs> oh, people funny. Are, honestly, I hate to say it, but you it's common sense. A lot of the things that I teach are common sense. You think because before you make these decisions, um, oh. but their reviews get more positives, don't respond in an emotional way. And that will fix a lot of the issues you have. But if you have a problem that's continuing to hear about, fix the problem first. That's really yeah. what you need to do. That's where that comes in.
1: Bounties. That's such good advice because I do think yeah. a lot of times we don't separate ourselves from, you know, what this review actually is. It it is truly feedback, and sometimes it is helpful feedback. Um, we t- it, we're all speakers. Um, I mean, gosh, how much do we love course evaluations and like reading something? And oh no, like Katrina this- and
0: I do a really cute thing. We do. <laughs> Should yes. we tell them what we do with our course reviews? Yes.
1: Yes. Should I tell her tell. do you want, do you want tell. to tell her or do it okay
0: so Katrina and I whenever we do a course evaluation we don't read our evaluations and we send it to the other person first so <laughs> <we're> I'll like- <laughs> email mine to hers she, her, she'll email it to me in a PDF and then we highlight the ones that are good in green and mm-hmm. then we do ones that are neutral in orange and then we do ones that are bad but like out of our control like we couldn't control the av or that the water wasn't refilled yeah, or that the, the thermostat was, was too cold yeah. or like <laughs> yeah i didn't get a seat up front sorry you came late so we we yeah. do those in red and then we reorder them on the excel spreadsheet so then when she mm-hmm. reads them she reads her good ones and then i read my good ones that's what we do and for we each other better yeah that's good i think that's good
2: i think the you think the system we use for um, feedback at these meetings we give, it's so antiquated. You don't really learn yeah. anything. You got people no. who said the temperature's cold or this AV sound sucks. We, we right. don't control that. What do you think? Right. And my the c-
0: handout was too small. I couldn't see. He okay, will get mm. glasses.
2: But the, tell, me how the con- <laughs> tell me how the content was. Right. right. You know, Did you learn well, anything? I give this seminar all the time. What would you like me to do differently? That's feedback right. yes. that would be helpful. That's right.
1: Yeah. You know? And and not only with that, but what people don't understand is like, because, you know, the stuff that you deliver content on, you can deliver it in a four hour and you can deep dive into it and you can really go into it. Or sometimes the study club hires you for one hour and yep. you're like, great. You want me to cover all this content in an hour? We're not going to deep dive into it. And then your evals are like, I mean, it would be really great if we did role play. And you're like, yeah. you know what, Jan? OK, come to a four hour version of this and we can role play. Like this was a one hour like I'm right. doing my best. And so I think we have to separate ourselves from that. A lot of times when people write some of this stuff, sometimes it is good feedback. Sometimes it's really valuable. And I've taken a lot of that information and learned about how to make my program better from it. Those of you that are, are viewers listening at home, <laughs> you know, if you're sending, if you're filling out an evaluation for a speaker, like we, some, those things are helpful, but then there are things that are either unreasonable um, or unhelpful you know, and, and we try to hold ourselves to a very high standard dentistry. When a patient comes in, we want a five-star experience for our patients. We do. Mm -hmm. So, and we take that very seriously. So it's almost like the first thing that we feel when we get a bad review, whether it's as a speaker or a dentist or a hygienist, the first thing is like, our feelings are hurt. Like, oh my gosh, because that was my best. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I really tried and and my best wasn't good enough for you. And and that hurts. That's really sad. You do have to remove some of those layers. Some patients have unrealistic expectations. Some audience members have unrealistic expectations. And Mm -hmm. so part of it is managing expectations. I even thought about that when we construct a course evaluation, like, are you really asking... To elicit the kind of
0: response that you want, right? Right. So Sometimes they're worded key. like it. They're asking for negative feedback. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, what, what did really you dislike about? about <laughs> right. Like, what did
1: you dislike about this? Like, How why bad did you have did to say that? Sarah look on a scale from <laughs> one to ten. What <laughs> like, could we done better?
2: Like, that's you're going right. to get better. Right. You're right.
1: asking. You're asking. Right. What's What's the only acceptable response? Nothing. Everything is perfect. Just keep doing what you're doing. And and again, as a Type A right. speaker or professional that wants you know, everybody to be happy. That's what we're looking for. Right. But 100%. I think the layer of this and you mentioned it early on is that reviews are driving home so much more. You are looking for a new restaurant in town, right? Like, and I'm on the Yelp page and at first, you know, you look at like the inside of the restaurant to see if it's cute and whatever, you know what I mean? And, but then you go down to the reviews because if all the reviews are like, was really terrible, there was a hair in my soup, you know, the whole thing all the way down. Like I'm not even going to walk into that restaurant We do the same thing like millennials would much rather purchase their clothes online. I would much rather go onto Amazon like at two in the morning and buy, you know, a bunch of sundresses versus like having to walk around a Macy's. But I'm going to look at the reviews. I want to know, is this cheap fabric? How did it fit X, Y, and Z? I want to know how other people like me experienced that product, experienced that restaurant, experienced that business. So I think now more than ever we're really looking to a lot of those things to your point as an optimized marketing plan. Do you foresee, Dr. Tao, do you foresee this um, reviews pivoting at all? Do you foresee them going away, getting stronger? Do you see, um, you know, what are your thoughts on where testimonials are going to go moving forward as far as a marketing plan?
2: I think put it this way to me, it's the, it's the least expensive marketing a practice could do is, is set up what, what I refer to as reputation marketing um so for practices that don't have it for practices that don't make it a priority who don't think it's a necessary thing for their practice they have to do it patients are not going to choose your practice if you don't have it if you have 10 re- i was talking to dentist, she's been in practice for 11 years she has 30 she has 30 something reviews
0: 10 she years says, uh,
2: in 10 years 30 something reviews
0: so it means she probably just uh, hasn't asked for them
2: correct correct but she also has 4.1 stars she just she doesn't have a lot of reviews and she doesn't have great a great star rating. So the problem with it is that it makes her look like she's either new, which she's not, or not a great practice. One more negative review, she gets into a 3.9s and that's a problem. When you get below four, nobody's gonna use your office. So I think it's gonna get more important um, than ever before. So I think if you're ignoring it, you're hurting your business, okay? Um, mm-hmm. Number one, I think, so I think it's, you have to be doing it. The other reason why you need to do it is because you, if you wanna market your practice, if you wanna spend money on Google ads, Facebook funnels to attract the implants or the Invisalign or the other high-end cosmetic procedures and pay for them. So the cost of customer acquisition is going to go up. You have to have the reviews as your baseline marketing, because people are going to look back at and say, how credible is the office? If you don't Mm -hmm. have the reviews, you can't do that marketing. The ROI is going to be really poor. Mm -hmm. So the, the reviews unlock the key to be able to market your practice in other ways. That's why it's really important more so than anything else. So mm-hmm. that's the reason. Why and the other reason is Google wants you to have reviews because if you don't have reviews, you don't rank on the map, and the map is the, the best way to get patients because that's where they the first thing they do when they type in you new know, dentist in Ontario or dentist in when your near town, near me,
0: right? Dentist mm-hmm. near me,
2: exactly. That's why it's super important. So it's only so, going to get more important.
0: So tell before as we kind of close close up our interview, what can we do here in Canada? in Ontario, in the provinces that have pretty strict guidelines um, where we can't ask for them or solicit them or send them a text message with the link or whatever it is like we're, we're not able to do that. We're not able to have them on our website. Um, how can we, what can we do to, to engage new patients without engaging new patients?
2: So what is the definition of soliciting just physically asking for that?
0: I will pull that up right now because I have the marketing guidelines here.
2: Well, the reason I ask you that and while you're doing that, I'll just say, because look, using an automated system is going to be the the best way to do it. Okay. There's many out there. Look, I run the dental division for bird eye, but this isn't about bird eye. You can use any system out there. So some, some, some of them are better than others by far, but you know, there's ways number one is ask. You could, I mean, you're not allowed to ask, but to me asking is soliciting. So that's out. Okay. Right. But there's nothing wrong with having a sign up in the office that simply says, happy with your experience, please write us a review. And there's a QR code, that takes them right to your Google page. The effect is not gonna be like it's automated or asking, but if you're restricted from doing that, to me, that's not soliciting. It's kind of leaving them breadcrumbs. So here's an example, Yelp. Yelp, in their terms and condition, it says you are not allowed to ask for a review. You're not allowed to, okay? Mm-hmm. But you can put a, a sign that says, you know, check in at our office. Well, when you check in at the office and you can incentivize them, $15 to check in. When they check in, Yelp sends them a review request of their own to get a review. Yelp sends mm-hmm. the review request. So there's ways around this that will work very well. So to me, you put a QR code up that takes them to Google so they can write the review. You're still getting the reviews. You can't take the reviews down from Google, which, which the ODA says you should take them down. You can't. <laughs> so that right. doesn't matter. You know That to me is the way you do it. It's the least way to solicit and still get effective.
1: There you go, Irene. Problem solved
0: I don't know. for you. I feel like any, any time something <laughs> like, like that. She won't do it. I am, I am. <laughs> I mean, especially when you're as public as I am. Yeah. Um, you know, someone will see something. Prime <laughs> example of I wore a face shield that was not an approved face shield under COVID standards because the top of it uh, wasn't who, who, covered. Who are, who are you? A hygienist. Called the college and inquired if what Irene demonstrated on social media and sent them the link um, was uh, an approved uh, face shield. And then the college came out with a whole email thread on what an approved face shield is. So, I mean, I post something on social media like Icon treatment, which is resin and resin infused procedure that our doc does. But if it goes up on my social media, then it's a whole conversation. Like, can a hygienist do it? Is this allowed? So it's it's when you're as public as as we are, anything that someone sees can be easily misconstrued. And then the reports go back to the college. So even if I thought that that (laughs) QR code thing was a good idea, Uh, And then I did my research and found that I'm able to do that. Even if I did that, it would somehow bite me in the butt. I'm certain of it. But
2: I wouldn't, I wouldn't promote. I would just put it up a sign in the office. Who's going to, your patients aren't going to report you. They don't know the rules. Just don't put it on social media that you're doing it.
0: People yeah. are observant. You post a picture; it's in the back Well, now corner. it's on a podcast, so now they we're... <laughs> look everywhere. I mean, yeah, like super, yeah. super observant people, um, which is not a bad thing. I mean, it's good <clears throat> to be observant and to, to be curious. But um, I, I think that whomever wrote those guidelines back in the early 2000s, uh, obviously, is no longer in that role. But no. someone, someone from the marketing department of both of the colleges, need to like get get with the times. Unfortunately, like mm-hmm. we're living in a global pandemic pandemic. There are new businesses trying to promote promote their business. I'm not saying let everyone post weird stuff on social media and weird campaigns, um, but loosen the collar a little.
2: Yeah. I also wish, and you said that you, people were reporting, I wish people would just, and there's another, you remember I said, rules are made to be broken. Mind your own business. Mm -hmm. I really think people would just not just stick to yourself. Stop worrying what other people are doing. I really or wish have, that would happen or
0: have a conversation, you know, yeah. slide into a DM and say, Hey, I saw this thing. Are we allowed to do that? Is that a thing mm-hmm. yeah. instead of like yeah, going to just, the state board or the regulating mm-hmm. college? Like that just yeah. seems like a really well, that crazy that, thing. Just cut through,
2: cut through a competition, unfortunately, which really just irks me big time because we have, but we should be helping our colleagues. We shouldn't be throwing uh, them under the bus, which we do enough as, of also. So. As, as yeah. I look
0: out the corner in the office across the street, just uh, rearrange their marketing uh, posters in their window to make them a little bit higher. <laughs> 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 yeah, I just can't. I just can't today. Uh, well, this was fun. Thank you, Dr. Tao, for yes. sharing sharing your experiences with us. I mean, you've had a you've had a wild ride, man.
2: I, I appreciate you having me. I hope mm-hmm. I. Uh, um, per, equally participated in the conversation uh, Like your other guests did And uh, thank you for having me, I oh, appreciate yeah. it Oh
0: Absolutely, but, but before we go um, Katrina, is it's time, right? Is it that time? Tis time Oh yeah, the time, do you know what time it is, Dr. Tao? What time you know? is it? It is, it is the the tooth or dare time of the episode. We're called, <laughs> we called the tooth or dare podcast for a reason. At the end of each episode, Katrina and I do a rock, paper, scissors, and the loser goes up against you where you can decide whether you accept or dish a tooth or a dare. Um, so we'll, while we get our fingers um, ready here, the rest of you need to follow us on Instagram. You can follow me, Irene, at toothlife.irene. You can follow Katrina at the Dental Wine Genist. Of course, you can follow the podcast at tooth or dare dot podcast um and dr Tao, where can they find you
2: they can find me on instagram at dr lentau d-r lentau t-a-u i also have a facebook group called raving patients which they're free to join no sales all about online reviews and growing your practice i have a podcast of my own raving it was just on her episode will be out in a little bit uh, also called the raving patients podcast
0: awesome cool all
1: right, love here we go, love. girl. You ready? Like I'm ready. Here we go. Rock, ah, paper, scissors, scissors shoot. shoot.
0: Oh, man, I lost again. Man, I'm a loser. All right. you a lot. You, me? And me, Dr. Tao, would you like <clears> to, <throat> to accept or dish a tooth or a dare?
2: I don't even know really what this this is about. So I guess I have to. Uh, nobody kind of gave me any forewarning on this. I'm a little <laughs> nervous now. We do it on <laughs> purpose because
0: then people <laughs> back out of it. Purpose. So if you do a to- if you pick a tooth, then we'll do the tooth today. If you do a dare, then the dare um, gets filmed and put up on social media.
2: Well, how bad does the dare get?
0: Not that bad. I mean, it's PG thirteen.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, well, I'll take a dare.
0: Oh. oh! 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 All right. Uh, okay, take a dare. Um, do you know um, what is that um, celebrities reading twit tweets? Have you seen celebrities reading tweets? Like the dramatic readings? Yeah. Yeah, the dramatic <laughs> readings. So I want you to do celebrity Dr. Tao reading his. Uh, Low hanging fruit reviews. So we want uh, to do a,
2: a bad review. Like reading it, reading a bad review and recording. With
0: intense yeah. music behind, with it, intense like music. I'll send. I'll send you a link to celebrities reading tweets. There's like a song that you use, um, so you just play that in the background, and then you just hold your phone and you read it. But you have to read it in the voice of in which you believe that person or accent of that person. So if they're like some southern dude, you would have to read it with a southern accent and like enunciate. Read, read one okay. of them. Do, do, do one.
2: Okay, that would be cool. I can do that. Will you do I it? Actually, And I think I, I think you should
0: actually. You think you should actually get someone to record that, and then you could use it in your lecture.
2: Yeah. No. I can. Uh, I. We actually on my Facebook page. We had a thought about doing that as a contest to to we were going to award the winner of something. We want. We wanted people to do that. Uh, record like. Your voice with a bad review, so I I think that's great. I like that idea. Okay, cool. That's good. Okay,
0: Okay. awesome. So do that, and then and then the rest of you peeps, you can watch that on our Instagram. We'll share that once this dare goes down. Mm. Cool. Thank you. Awesome. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Until next time. Peace out, peeps. Cheers. And we're back. We're back from the, on the, from flip the flip side. Di- from the from flip side. From the flippity side. flip. On the flippity from flip. flip. We're, we're here. here. Boom We've Shakalaka. Taken the, the long bridge. He's a funny dude. He's cool, isn't he? Yeah. Um, He's I. He's an amazing soul. To get to meet him in real life, I feel like I threw him so many curveballs by just being a Canadian and having such tight restrictions here with. Google reviews and patient communication no, he, outside he, of but the office. He is the expert on he that. He rolled,
1: yes, and I, yeah, he, he totally did. rolled. And there's one other piece that I do want to say before we conclude today's episode, How
0: many and that piece?
1: is, um, I, <clears throat> I want to dedicate main piece today's or a side piece. It's a, it's a main piece. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to dedicate today's episode to Dr. Lenthau's father, who passed away over the weekend. Um, prior to father's day, um, I know that his father had been suffering for a long time from some health issues and, um, and this weekend he, uh, he passed, uh, and hopefully he's no longer in pain and, um, and able to, uh, continue to watch Dr. Tao continue to amazing things. So, um, we're sending our love to you, Dr. Tao. Um, your family and our deepest condolences. This podcast episode is dedicated to your father. Um, thank you for, sorry. for uh, everything. Yeah, we're sending our love to you.
0: Why did you also not tell me this before recording the intro and outro?
1: I, well, because it's I don't I like, like the authentic, just, Irene.
0: just going to be in tears right now, my thing Oh, yes. Man. What a tough. What so t- he literally Tao. lost his
1: father um, right before Father's Day. I can't. Yeah, yeah. So we're sending our love to you, uh, all the love from the Tooth and air Podcast. Yeah, uh, you're amazing, and thank you for sharing your wisdom.
0: We I think that's you. a reason that everyone needs to follow him on Instagram now. If you're listening to this podcast, you need to follow him on Instagram and just send him some love, even if it's just like a heart or a like or something. You know, they say that the more likes and stuff you get, it increases endorphins. Okay, it's not a permanent thing, but maybe just a little boost. that would be nice. What do you think? Is that a good thing. To Absolutely. Do to do? Let's make it happen. Yeah. Let's, let's Agreed.
1: just shower him with love and kindness right now, you guys, cause he <gasps> needs it for sure. So just know Dr. Tao that all of us, um, all of us dental professionals and including our amazing sponsoring partners, D- designs for vision that we're all standing behind you. Um, in all of this, um, we have all of the love in the world for you. Um, and we're here for you. So thank you to you for sharing your vision. For where dentistry is going, and thank you to Designs for Vision for giving us that vision.
0: We love you guys. Thanks, everyone. Okay, we're gonna. Yep, just
1: the end. Peace out, peeps. End, end the end. Peace out, peeps. Cheers. If you've had a baby, have you ever shit while you're having the baby?